This program is brought to you by the partners and friends of Creflo Dollar Ministries. Coming up next on Changing Your World. And most of the time when things aren't working, it's because we don't believe the love that God has for us. Well, why is my faith not working? Because you don't believe God loves you. Something you've done, you, had, you, you just can't get a hold of this thing that God is love and He loves me. You keep looking for ways to, to, to discredit yourself and you, look, you keep looking for ways to believe that He doesn't. Creflo Dollar Ministries presents The God of Righteousness is at hand and He's waiting on you to believe that you are the righteousness of God. It's, it's a high, it's, it's, it's a thrill that it, it can't be a There is an elevation, there is an upgrade, there is an advance for the people of God. For me, I mean, I'm just sitting on the edge of my chair going, I want more, I want more, I want more. do when you accept your freedom from the performance-based Christianity? What do you do when there's no more works of the law? What do you do when you've resigned from performance-based Christianity? Well, John chapter 6 and uh, 29, the NLT, I've showed it to you throughout the last series the whole time. It says, Jesus told them, this is the only work God wants from you is to believe in the one he has sent. But how does that work? Okay, I, okay, I believe in the one that, that you've sent. I believe in Jesus. But practically, how does that work? What does that look like? What does a person look like who says, I believe in the one that Jesus has sent? I need to see what that looks like. Because if not, we'll become passive in our relationship with God. We'll just kind of sit there because... I mean, Grace has done it, so, hey, I'm just sitting there and waiting. I just don't believe that's what that is. I think a lot of misunderstanding centers around belief and all the things that are involved in what, what, what it means to believe. What does the life of belief look like? And uh, also in Mark chapter 9, 23, Jesus even said, only believe. Only believe. What does that mean? Is, is that a mental ascent that says... You know, I don't need to be doing anything else, just believing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it, but what does that look like? I, I'm here in this series to, to show you what this looks like. What does it look like? You know, when Abraham said that he believed God, what did it look like? Well, Abraham said, take your son and, and sacrifice him. That, that's what it looked like. He, he took his son and said to everybody, me and the boy are coming back, and he knew that God told him to take him up there and kill him. What does it look like? What does believing Jesus look like? What do you do in believing Jesus? I know not to perform to get what Jesus has already provided for me through his blood, but how do I take possession of the finished works of Jesus 
How do I take possession of the finished works of Jesus? How do I take possession of my healing, my deliverance, my prosperity, my righteousness? Well, we told you that, by faith, by faith. But we've not gotten into the practicality of it. So practically speaking, how do I, by faith, take possession of what Jesus has made available? So I want to begin this series now. Somebody said, I thought you started. No, that was all for me. I was just happy this morning when I got up this morning. I just needed to hurry up and get that out of me so I can talk. <laughs> woo Okay, let's, let me give you a grace-based definition of faith. Faith is a positive response to what Jesus has made available through his finished works. I'll go over that a couple of times. Faith is a response, first of all. It is a positive response, not a negative response. It is a response that lines up with what he did. It's a response that lines up with his word, the word from the New Testament. It's a response that lines up with the finished works. How, how do I respond to healing that's already there? Deliverance that's already there, prosperity that's already there, righteousness and redemption that's already there. How do I respond to it? Faith is not uh, doing something to move God. Faith doesn't move God. Faith, ooh, let me say that again. I got something there. Somebody looked at me like, what would you just say? No, 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 no. Faith doesn't move God. Faith moves you to line up with what God has already done. Faith moves you. Faith positions you to line up with what God has already done. If grace, if Jesus hasn't, if Jesus hadn't already provided it, Faith won't provide it because faith takes possession of what Jesus has provided. Faith doesn't make, grace makes, faith takes. Faith takes what grace Jesus has made. So if Jesus hadn't made it, faith can't take it. So you can't use your faith to do something Jesus didn't make. So if that husband is, if a husband, if a man is married to a wife, you can't use your faith to try to take her husband because grace didn't make that. Jesus has never made any type of command that says go rob a bank. So no matter no, how much faith you have, faith can't take what Jesus had made. Oh, I'm going to use my faith. I'm going to use my faith for this. I'm going to use my faith. Whoa, 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 whoa. You make sure that Jesus has made it. You make sure that grace has created it before you go to using your faith. Because faith takes possession of. Faith takes possession of. Faith is a response. I think it was the Shunammite woman. Her son died. The one she believed God for, the one that the prophet prophesied that she would have, dead. She goes downstairs, 
on her way to see Elijah, and her husband asks this question, is everything okay? Watch her response. All is well. That was her faith. Some of us, the garage light go out. Somebody say, all is well. Now, the light out. You, you see how, look at how we say we believe, but we're responding out of line with what we say we believe. Doctors say, well, you got cancer, you're going to die. And you go home, call everybody. Hey, hey, what's wrong with you? Uh, nothing. No, what's wrong? That ain't faith. Because Jesus has already healed you, but you won't respond in line with what's finished. Well, one day you'll respond, then the next day you'll go back, and then one day you respond, and the next day you go back, and a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let not that man think that he should, watch this, receive anything of the Lord. It's a response. How are you responding? Oh, I don't, we don't need to go to church. If you had a relationship with Jesus and you really, really believe you had a relationship with Jesus, going to church is not a chore. It's like a date. I don't, I don't, I didn't date my wife as a chore. Well, let me go on this date. I've already been on about 10 of them. I'm about tired now. Baby, can't we date through the internet tonight? There's something, some things about this Christian life won't work well without the relationship. Amen. And a lot of Christians are not interested in the relationship. They're only interested in the harvest. What can I get out of this? You know how toxic it, toxic it is to have a relationship where you're only looking at what you can get out of it? Because a toxic relationship is not interested in, in, in giving you the advantage. They're interested in taking the advantage. You don't have to date somebody for a long time before you realize that this is a toxic relationship. All you got to do is pay attention to the fact that they're always taking advantage but never given the advantage. And all we've been doing is taking advantage of God. And you know what? His mercy is so great. He's just like, ah, well, I'll take what I can get for right now. You don't know no better. He's extraordinarily patient. Wow. He's extraordinarily patient. You think about the stupidity of your life in times past. Remember some of the stupid stuff that used to upset you? It's like, why did I let that back then move me like that? Oh, God, deliver us from this religion. And bring us into a real, authentic relationship with you. 
I'd never have a problem giving. You know why? Because I have a relationship with God. I have a relationship with God. If you don't have a relationship with God, you will always have a problem giving financially. Because giving is something that should be done out of a relationship. And when you don't have a relationship, there will always be pressure on your giving. But when you have a relationship with God, giving is just a reflex of the love that you have for the one that you're in relationship with. There you go, trying to take our money in the middle of the sermon. <laughs> See, you got a relationship, you got an issue with God. All right. <laughs> Coming to church, that's a relational response. Giving, that's a relational response. Praying, that's a relational response. Are you kidding me? Witnessing, that's a relational response. Getting in the Word? You know, grace people don't get in the Word like they need to. Well, I ain't got to read none of the day. I, you know, you know, his grace is sufficient. <laughs> yeah, but when you, when you, when you're in a relationship with someone, you want to do all that you can do to continue to get to know that person. What else are you doing to get to know God? Take my yoke upon me and learn of me, and you'll find out that my yoke is easy. And my burdens are light. What <laughs> would you say, man? All right now. Uh, so does everybody understand the, the definition of faith? It's a response, a positive response to what Jesus has already finished. If I'm righteous, I respond positively. I am righteous in the midst of a, a situation where I don't feel like I'm righteous. That's why you cannot allow your emotions to lead your life. Now, uh, so 10 ways to respond to the finished works of Jesus. There are more, but these are the 10 that God spoke into my heart. I was on, flying back from England yesterday and and the Lord really, really started to look at me. He says, I want you to do this right now. And I'm thinking, I want to sleep. <laughs> He's like, no, you need to do this right now. And I got going on a plane, and I'm just like, you know, I don't know but two things right now. And he said, there are 10. I said, I don't know but two. And, and, and I learned, as you begin to fellowship with him, these things come up. So I'm thinking, praise God, I'm done. Praise God, ready to preach. And then 4.30 comes. He said, wake up. I need to teach you something. I thought you had that lesson yesterday on the plane. <laughs> teach me more? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want my people to become passive. I don't want them going around talking about, well, I don't, I don't need to go to church because of grace, and I don't need to pray because of grace, and I don't need to get in the Word because of grace, and I don't need to give because of grace, and I don't need to witness nobody because of grace. His grace is sufficient. Yeah, but for what? Amen. That's right, baby. <laughs> get that baby extra bottle of milk, praise God. All right, now, number one, the first way. Here's the first way to respond in this relationship. <laughs> believe in the love that God has for you. Number one, believe in the love that God has for you. 
we have spent so much time loving the old covenant way or under the law that we don't understand that it is so important for you to believe the love that God has for you. And most of the time when things aren't working, it's because we don't believe the love that God has for us. Well, why is my faith not working? Because you don't believe God loves you. Something you've done, you, had, you, you just can't get a hold of this thing that God is love and he loves me. You keep looking for ways to, to, to discredit yourself and you, look, you keep looking for ways to believe that he doesn't. Oh, you didn't come to church, so he don't love you. Oh, you missed the mark, so he doesn't love you. Oh, so you, you done, you, know, you keep looking, no, 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 God loved, God loved you before you were born again. If he loved you when you was acting real stupid and not born again, how much do you think he loves you now that you've accepted him as Lord and personal savior of your life? And you keep trying to determine God's love for you based on your behavior. Honey, you know, we, those of us who've raised children, we didn't quit loving the children because they was misbehaving. Huh? <laughs> Some of y'all are like, well, <laughs> I was close. <laughs> no, but you, your love wouldn't let you get there. And in that case, look at, look, at, look at your relationship with God. Do you know all the things that God has done for you that you don't deserve or you did not deserve? Do you recall all the ditches that you have fallen into? You, you know the stupid stuff, the stuff that don't nobody know but you and God. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Now you can look, you know how we put on that phony face and amen, but you know and God know. And you was trying to see why some of you, some of you still ask questions, how come I'm not dead? You, you should be if you got what you deserved. But God's love was stronger and greater than what you deserved. And you end up getting what you didn't deserve. So this question of whether God loves you or not, not even a fool can destroy God's commitment to love you. Look what he says in Galatians 5 and 6. He says, for in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision availeth anything, that was referring to the circumcision of the flesh, nor uncircumcision, he says, neither one of them, circumcision or uncircumcision, availeth anything. He says, you doing something to try to gain God's love, to get circumcised to gain God's love, or to not get circumcised to gain God's love, he says, it don't avail anything. He said, but faith which worketh by love. Now, in context of the entire New Testament, the perspective of the whole New Testament is based on belief. Faith worketh by how much, oh my God, you believe God loves you. If you ever struggle with God loves for you, you will struggle in your faith life. It's hard to respond to someone that you think don't like you. It's hard to respond and believe what somebody said they did for you when you're questioning the love that they have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me give you an example. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 25 through 27. Deuteronomy 1, 25 and 27. 
it's not God's will for you to live a life of just doing stupid stuff and his grace wants to bring you closer and closer to holiness. You are already holy. His grace wants to produce fruits of holiness. We, we should be fruit bearers. But man, I tell you, the number one thing that'll just stop all that is if you've done something in your past or you did something yesterday or last night or this morning and you walked in here thinking, well, I need to do something so God can love me again. I tell you what, your faith, your faith is paralyzed until, until you you, you, you realize and believe in this love because how are you going to respond? Look what he says here in verse 25. He says, And they took of the fruit of the land in their hands. They brought it down unto us. And they brought us word again and said, It is good land which the Lord our God doth give us. He said, This is, I got fruit. It's good land. And I want to give this to you. I believe that same thing is today. There's so much that God wants to give to us. But watch this. What's the stoppage? Verse 26. Notwithstanding, you would not go up. You wouldn't go up. Righteousness is available. Redemption is available. Prosperity is available. Healing is available. But you wouldn't go up. What would you do instead? You rebelled against the commandments. Here he was referring to the commandments of God. And notice what he says. 27. So what causes a man to rebel against God? And you murmured in your tents instead of being content. And you said, here's the, here's the, here's the issue. You said, because the Lord hated us. He hath brought us forth out of the land of Egypt to deliver us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us. So you look at all the things that happen in life. You know, the Bible says that they that live godly shall suffer persecution. And you look at the persecution as God did this because he hate me. Because if God loved me, he wouldn't have let that happen. No, no. On the contrary, if you loved, you, if you loved, your, if you loved God and you loved yourself, you wouldn't have let that happen. If you believe the love of God, it wouldn't, it, a lot of that stuff wouldn't happen. A lot of times stuff happens just to provide exercise for muscle growth, True. for faith growth. Amen. And you take it the wrong way, and you, you know, you, ain't nobody else to blame. You ain't even looking at yourself for what you've done. And so you believe God hates you because you didn't get the job. You believe God, he hates you because, you know, you got diagnosed with something. You believe God hates you because this didn't happen or that happened and so now you think well God hates me because that didn't happen and in fact all it is is an opportunity for you to maintain your stance what is it that was on the other side of you believing his love that you you never you never came to know because you you reduced it down to he hates me that's why this happened I don't want to have nothing else to do with God. I don't want to do with no, no church people. I love how they blame church for everything. The church people ain't got nothing else to do with God because God let my mother die. He let my mother die. As if God is the only one in the picture. There are other characters in this story. And the devil's one of those characters who comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And they that live godly shall suffer persecution. And in this world you shall have tribulation. Why are all those things happening? 
you got to have something to work out on. How else are you going to exercise your faith if, it's, if the sun's shining all the time? What do you need to do when it's raining? What do you do, need to do in the midst of a tornado? What do you do? How do you think? think I, I've learned to look at all of this stuff. I learned to look at all of my persecutors. I really need to get some cards printed out to send to every person that's ever dogged me out because it was, it was the use of their persecution that helped me to develop. Y'all don't understand what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Wait, 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 wait. There's a difference between growth and development. Physically, you just kind of grow with a lot, without a lot of effort involved. But growth requires some effort when that stuff comes, whatever that stuff is. And the effort is maintaining your stance. How we respond to grace determines the manifestations we see in our lives. We are made right with God by our faith in Jesus Christ and not by our religious efforts. No longer do we have to work for God's blessing. All we have to do is receive what Jesus has done for us. For a love gift of $40 or more, we would like to offer you the 10 Ways to Respond to Grace six-message series. Your ultimate faith is in what Jesus has already done. I believe what he's done first and then I respond to it. I got to remind myself of who I am and what I have. That is my part of the fellowship of the suffering. And the only way I can do that is by faith. Stop frustrating the grace of God with self-effort and begin to respond to grace in faith. Don't delay. Call the number on the screen or go online to place your order today. Calling all radical women. It's that time again to celebrate an infinite God who declares your worth. Join Pastor Taffy Dollar. We're getting over into the promises of the victory of Jesus. There's a future that is bright. There's a future that is whole. There's a future that is blessed. Dr. Judy Freeman. He has given us everything necessary to fix what we don't like in life. Laura Pickett. You've not been called to be ordinary, but extraordinary. Sarah Jakes Roberts. I came here to unleash your glory like never before. I'm not gonna let no shoes get in the way because I refuse to lose. And special musical guests, Miranda Curtis, Demita Chandler, and Todd Delaney. Register today at taffydollar.org. Everything in God's kingdom works by faith. Now, I remember when Taffy and I started giving, it was a painful thing to give because we didn't have much at all financially. However, we made a decision to be givers. And one of the most uh, quoted scriptures in the Bible is John 3.16, God so loved the world that he gave. Therefore, as Christians, we give. Our giving is an expression of our love. And when you support Creflo Dollar Ministries financially, you are giving to our efforts to spread the gospel all over the world. And in addition to helping millions who are hurting and have vital physical needs, pray about what God would have you to sow at this time. And we want to thank you in advance for your support.
Know that seeds sown into Creflo Dollar Ministries are sown into good ground that produces a mighty harvest. Your financial contributions help us cover the earth with the gospel of grace. To make a donation today, call in or log on to CreflodollarMinistries.org. Thank you and God bless you. Thank you, partners and friends. Your love and financial support makes it possible to bring this message into millions of homes all across the globe.